0: Hello, I'm Bruce Maples, publisher of Forward Kentucky, and as Jack Nicholson once said, I'm back. That's right. After a long hiatus, we are restarting Moving Kentucky Forward, except this time, in addition to being a podcast, it is also going to be a video available on YouTube. I'm excited to get this going again and to start interviewing people across the state and even around the nation about Kentucky politics, policies, and politicians. Before we go any further into today's interview, which I'm very excited about, I need to share with you the various media offerings we now have at Forward Kentucky. First of all, there's this one, Moving Kentucky Forward, which is a podcast and now a video available on YouTube. You can get the podcast on your favorite podcast app. The second one is The State of Kentucky. This is my observations and opinions about current events and issues. It is also available as a podcast and as a video on YouTube. And finally, we have recently gotten active on TikTok, and there, for the most part, we are doing our news and notes videos on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a quick way to catch up, but occasionally we will post other things there as well. I hope you will take advantage of all of these and follow us on all these platforms. And now for today's interview, I'm very excited to bring to you Kate Turner, who is running for Kentucky House against Jason Nemus in the eastern part of Justin County and part of Oldham County. I found her to be very impressive, both as a candidate and just as a person, and I really enjoyed our interview. I hope you will enjoy it too and listen all the way through. Let's talk with Kate Turner. We're here today with Kate Turner, who is running for the State House. And I'm very excited to be able to talk with her and learn more about her campaign. Ms. Turner, welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: Very glad to. Um, let's lay the basics out for our uh, listeners and viewers. You are running in which district and against which person?
1: I'm running in District 33 uh, against Jason Nemus.
0: Jason has been there for a while and two or three people have taken a good swing at him and have not been able to pull that off. How is it going for you this year and why do you think you can do that?
1: Um, We are feeling uh, very cautiously optimistic about the race this year. Um the previous candidates that have run against uh Jason Demas have been on the Jefferson County side of the district. Mm-hmm. Um I live with my family in the on the Oldham County side of the district, um which tends to be the more conservative side of the district, um and my family's been here for generations. So, um I'm a fifth generation Turner in Kentucky. Wow. Um <laughs> and uh my um my family has been in public service here. Um, My great uncle was Pee Wee Valley firefighter for on and off or was a Pee Wee Valley fire chief for about 30 years. And then my um, great uncle was a Pee Wee Valley sheriff for uh, on and off with his brother for about 35 years. Um, And this house that I'm in right now was a daycare center for about 30 years that my Aunt Virginia ran. So, um, you know, there's dozens of families that grew up in Pee Wee knowing the turners as people that took care of their community. Um and I'm following that tradition.
0: That's very cool. Uh I'm a big I love local history and so I could probably spend the entire interview just talking <laughs> to you about the turners. But yeah. <laughs> let's let's not do that. Uh but if you're if you're that much involved in the community, what did people say when you announced you were running?
1: You know, it's funny in Pee um, around here when I go door knocking, um, people ask if I'm one of those turners. <laughs> um I get that <laughs> I get that actually pretty frequently. Um my uh, uncle also owns a very successful um flooring company in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the larger ones in the Louisville metro area. Um and that's a, a, a not meaning to plug my uncle's company, but it's carpet specialists. Um, and you know, they do small residential jobs and they do big corporate jobs. And so people know them well. Um, and my, my two uncles own that business together. Um, so folks also know them have been letting them into their homes, um, you know, for years, uh, to do flooring work. Um, so there's a lot of, Oh, I know your uncle. He laid my floor or he did my stair runner or, um, you know uh uh it's it's uh we have deep roots here so there's definitely a uh i won't hold it against you that you're a turner uh you know um cheekily that i get sure. <laughs> a lot
0: so okay so you're mentioning going out door knocking um i ran for office a long time ago and the door knocking part was actually the part that I enjoyed the most I Mm -hmm. love getting out and meeting people so what kind of reception are you getting and how much door knocking have you done
1: oh my goodness well door knocking is pretty much all I do these days um, <laughs> I started, uh, my campaign, uh, almost a year and a half ago at this point. Yep. Um, and I started knocking early. So some of these neighborhoods I'm going through and knocking for the second or third time. Mm. Um, and I'm remembering people and their stories, um, which I think uh, it's rewarding for me, but it's also incredibly important to the voter that they feel like someone really cares about them. Um, I'm getting a very positive reception on the doors. Um, You know, there's definitely people that will, you know, have said that they're Republican, they're always going to vote Republican. And I thank them kindly and let them know that I would love to represent them no matter what. Um, And, uh, but that happens uh, far less frequently than people who say, you know, I'm a registered Republican. I voted for Nemus in the past, but I'm not happy. And I'm going to be voting for you. Um, And uh, I mean, of course, that, it's wonderful to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there are a lot of folks that are disappointed in the work that he's done, um, you know, playing a moderate on the Jefferson County side of things and then voting in Frankfurt like he's not a moderate. Yeah. Um, and people pick up on that. Um, so um, there's a lot of people that are disappointed in him um, that are excited about my candidacy.
0: Cool. Um, how much is the abortion issue coming up? And are you bringing it up or are they bringing it up?
1: It is, um, it is the number one issue that people are bringing up to me.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah. Um, often uh, other issues that come up are public schools or inflation, increasing costs, cost of mm-hmm. living. Um, but the most common issue that comes up is abortion. Um, I'm bringing it up and people are bringing it up to me, um, particularly with Amendment 2 on the ballot. It's something that people will, I'll come to their door and they'll, the first thing that they'll ask me is, what is your stance on reproductive rights? Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is, I'm also finding it to be an incredibly effective way to speak with um even men, particularly fathers. Um Jason Nemus is particularly extreme on this issue. Um and we like to um I think as a culture um put abortion into this corner of being a women's a women's issue, a reproductive Mm -hmm. rights issue Mm -hmm. that it only affects a small group of people. It's not something that's on top of mind for everyone. Um, But this is something that impacts everyone um it is an economic issue it is Mm -hmm. something that impacts people's families and um you know 60 percent of people who seek abortions are already mothers so they're doing this because they feel that they can't properly care for the children that they already have um or they feel that they can care for the children that they already have but not for more um and, you know, fathers see their partners go through pregnancy um, and experience it, and they see, they think, you know, why should the government be involved in any decision having to do with this, you know, whereas um, if they haven't had a partner go through that before, they might not be thinking about it that much. Um, but it's, I mean, it's something that, that I bring up um, or someone will bring up with me at almost every single door. Um, And I've been um, I'm no longer surprised by the number and type of people that um, uh, are shocked to hear how extreme Nemus is and how his votes would impact families in Kentucky.
0: Obviously, we have written on the site multiple times about abortion, abortion rights, the impact of these laws and yeah you're right i still see people i still meet people who are when you lay out for them the uh results of these laws they just think of babies and when i say something about well what about in vitro fertilization which would now be illegal or what about not getting medication for miscarriages which would now be illegal and they kind of go oh wow i didn't know that was involved in there mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So you said you've got some other issues, which is schools and inflation. Are you able to speak to the inflation thing at all? Do you ever get into the corporate profits angle of that issue?
1: Um, you know, it doesn't come up that often at the door inflation specifically. I think that a lot of folks recognize that that's something that, uh, uh, you know, the state legislature, like local elections have, you know, very little power over, you know, global inflation. Um, But I do talk about rising costs of specifically um, healthcare and childcare, Mm -hmm. um, which are things that the legislature can absolutely impact. Um, And, you know, I got into this race initially, because I got laid off and lost my health insurance. And, I was able to find work again pretty quickly, um but it was freelance work and uh so I am paying for cobra, and the options that are available on the Kentucky marketplace are not great um, <clears throat> they're incredibly expensive with high deductibles um and I can't keep my doctors um and you know i'm 35 and have no chronic conditions. I I don't need any sort of specialty care, but yet my coverage is $700 a month. And that meant that I needed to either move in with my family or break into my retirement account to just simply have health insurance. And, um, you know, if I'm in the situation that I'm in, um, that I'm lucky enough to have the support that I have, and, um, I have, The education and the experience that I have. Um, I'm a civil engineer. Um, I have a four-year degree from the University of Maryland. Um, And, you know, I have 14 years of construction project management experience. If this is the situation that I'm in, given the resources that I have, how difficult is it for other people that don't have those resources, right? And so, um, and, you know, when you talk about childcare, we're looking at upwards of $10,000 a year, on average. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> those are not things that um, uh, those are not things that working families can just absorb with no issue and without sacrifice. Um, so uh, that's usually the framework with which I, I talk about rising costs and cost of living.
0: So you mentioned where you live and being in Oldham County and, and especially the Turners of Peewee Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, what about the Jefferson County side? Are you hearing this? Is it basically the same issues or are you getting a different set of things when you come over here?
1: It's very similar. Um, Oldham County, uh, I, I hear different, different sides of the public school issue, um, in Jefferson County and Oldham County, um, And, you know, what's interesting is I started spending um, some time with a a group of moms of children with special needs in Oldham County public schools. And, uh, you know, Oldham County has this reputation for having the best public schools in the state. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get a private school education for a public school price if you live in Oldham County. Um, But what I found is that for moms of kids that have special needs of any kind, that's often not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they are very frustrated with that reputation and the lack of support for their 504s and IEPs for their students, Mm -hmm. um, for their children. Um, And in Jefferson County, it's a whole different ballgame because depending on whether or not you're part of... um, Anchorage's uh, separate district, um, independent district, or um, whether you know you live in Linden, your situation is completely different. So that's definitely where I see um, the difference in um, uh, the difference in concerns over uh, schooling.
0: So let's let's talk uh, inside baseball for a minute. Uh, how is the campaign itself going? Uh, fundraising, volunteers. Literature, et cetera?
1: I am very proud of the campaign that we've put together. Um, I'm a first time candidate. I am not, I don't come from a political family. I'm not an attorney. <laughs> I didn't go to law school. And, um, you know, I'm a first time candidate. And um, we raised over $100,000 uh, mm-hmm. for a state legislative. Late of race in Kentucky, which is, uh, you know, it's not nothing. Um, and uh, our volunteers have been fantastic. Um, I get really wonderful messages from um, the crew of volunteers that we see regularly. And it means a lot to me that they feel that they want to commit their time to my race, because there's a lot of races, particularly in Jefferson County, that they could be committing their time to. And they've said that door knocking for me is easy because they believe in me and they believe in my message and they believe in my race. Um, and that means a lot. Um, so, uh, I'm feeling, uh, no matter what, I'm incredibly proud of this race uh, and what we put together.
0: Yeah. That's that, uh, fundraising total is pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at our site much, but we have a, election central and one of the things on there is the fundraising numbers for everybody Mm -hmm. well i can tell you that that's that's on up there for sure um do you get much pushback about running as a woman
1: no not directly um i think that there might be um if if it's there it's subversive i think People are excited that a young person is running. Yeah. Um, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a lot of sentiment that no matter how, uh, no matter what party, what side of the aisle someone is coming from, there are people that will say, you know, I'm really excited that you're running, even though I'm a Republican, uh, but that young people are getting involved and getting invested and we need new blood. Um,
0: so have, yeah. you, have you and Jason, I assume you probably have crossed paths some on the campaign trail. Has there been a debate?
1: No, no. Um, we have met in passing <clears throat> Excuse me. We have met in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we took a picture together at Oldham County Day, um, which was the first time that we officially met. Um, but no, he has refused to debate me. Um, and I know it's because he is afraid of the votes that he made in Frankfurt. Um, and, you know, I really like to. Point out, and I think it's important to point out that um, not only did he vote for the abortion ban that is currently uh, the law of the land in Kentucky, the trigger law, um, there was a clean amendment that would have allowed for exceptions for rape and incest. Um, and um, my friend and mentor and future colleague, Rachel Roberts, gave a stirring speech, a very emotional and personal and vulnerable speech on the floor of the House about her assault at the age of 14 um, when that amendment came up. And he still voted it down. And, uh, you know, Rachel begged her colleagues to fight for the other Rachels of the world, the other 14-year-old girls that were experiencing assault and abuse and they knew what they were voting for. And they still voted that way. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, any talk of um, you know, them not realizing how extreme this is or what the implications would be, or we didn't think it would be that bad, or we're gonna go back and fix it for me is just so hollow because um, you know, the testimony was there on the floor. Um, and they still voted it down.
0: Yeah. Uh, Has anybody commented on the Democratic ad about the extremists?
1: Um, No, uh, not directly to me. No. Um, Okay. I've heard rumblings about it being a, an effective ad. Um, but what I'm actually hearing about more at the doors is my mail pieces um, that people are recognizing me from my mail pieces and that they're going to vote for me. They kept my mail piece um, and they're excited to, to vote for me.
0: Cool. Um, okay. So I have a couple of questions that I pretty much always ask any candidate. So I'm going to throw those out there before I do though. Mm-hmm. uh I'm I'm fascinated. I I love interviewing candidates who are not lawyers uh, (laughs) because there's so many lawyers. Uh, (laughs) Civil engineer. Yeah, uh, that's very cool. My uh, my some of my family are engineers. And so I have a lot of respect for those professions. And I find that people who are in the engineering field tend to be pretty logical and and fact-based and, you know, let's, let's test and fail early. So we learn, uh, is that going to be a frustration for you working in Frankfurt? (laughs)
1: Um, that's such a great question. Uh, yeah, I think of, um, whenever, someone asks me what I do and I say I'm an engineer and I've had people, many people ask me, what does that mean? I hear that, but I don't really know what that means. And um, so I always say that, you know, an engineer is a problem solver for whatever field you're in, whether it's civil, uh, I'm a civil and environmental engineer, or whether you're a mechanical engineer, computer engineer, aerospace engineer, you're a problem solver. And you take in all of the um, the data and the factors at play and you figure out a solution to a problem. And, um, so, you know, while there is, um, a lot of subjective, um, um, a lot of subjective factors at play in Frankfurt and in government work and public service to begin with, um, it still is just a factor that you need to attune for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, you can have all of the data in the world and uh, you can prove whatever point you think you can, but if you can't communicate it well to the people that it matters to, it doesn't matter. And I, I often joked that I was, um, I was always the, um, uh, the, the last kid in the engineering class to get the answer to the problem, but I would always be the first one to be able to explain it. Hmm. So Um, I was really, really strong in technical writing and Mm -hmm. giving presentations. And, you know, I was never going to be the one that was going to break the curve and figure out the solution before everyone else did. Um, But once I got it, I could teach. And I find that to be um, an incredibly valuable skill set. And, you know, it, it also... Uh, provided me with a huge amount of success in my career. Um, You know, I was the first one to have a paid internship in my class. Uh, You know, when we went to the job fair, I was the first one who um, was able to, uh, oh my gosh, I was so lucky. I, um, I went to University of Maryland and I had an internship for a company that renovated the Supreme Court and the Capitol Visitor Center and uh so I would ride the metro uh 3 days a week into Washington DC and sit in the Dirksen Senate building that was where our office was um it was I mean it was this like little HVAC closet on the right. top floor of the, <laughs> the, the Dirksen building <laughs> um but you know I had those kinds of experiences because I had an outgoing personality and was able to advocate for myself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I'm really proud of that.
0: That's very cool. And again, sometimes when I do interviews, I have to uh, restrain myself from taking off on a tangent. <laughs> and and there's some engineering and political tangents right there. All right, so I'm gonna ask you my two questions I ask every candidate. Uh, the first one is you go to Frankfurt And on your first day in Frankfurt, you're given a magic wand. And the magic wand means you can do anything you want, literally anything. Money's not an object, time, doesn't matter. What would be two or three things you would do with your magic wand when you got to Frankfurt?
1: That's such a great question. Um, I think from a policy standpoint, I mean... Universal childcare and universal mm. health care is just two things that just always are at the forefront of my mind. I think that those are things that um, even if you are a healthy person with no children, you benefit from a society that invests in people and the next generation. Um, but I think um, since it's a magic wand and uh, I want to be a little bit more creative here, um, <laughs> this sounds maybe a little silly, uh, but I would really love to have all of the legislators sit down and eat dinner together. Um, I love to cook and I love to entertain. And I think that something special happens when you share a meal with people
0: mm-hmm. That's right. and
1: there's a level of intimacy there that just never would be there. It's a lot harder to yell at someone when you're even, Sharing a cup of coffee and donuts, um, versus when you're, you know, standing at a desk with just papers in front of you. Right.
0: Um,
1: and um, I, I hope um, that uh, the majority of folks who are in Frankfurt, um, regardless of party, are there to improve the lives of Kentuckians, and that means that um, we have to have a lot more in common than we'd like to admit. And um, I'd like to think that sharing a meal together we could find some of those common places and um you know pass legislation that benefits Kentucky families no matter what um so yeah
0: okay all right my last question uh actually it's my next to last question my next to last question is is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I haven't brought up
1: oh goodness um one thing that I definitely want to talk about is public schools in Kentucky and um, how my uh, my opponent um, promised uh, uh, or courted the the endorsement of Jefferson County Teachers Association Oh yeah, um, and um, let them down by voting for charter schools in the state. And I think if you're not immersed in ed policy, uh, it's difficult to know, like, why should I be for or against charter schools? Um, And I think it's just really, really simple. Um, Public dollars belong in public schools, and we should be investing public money in public schools. Um, Charter schools, um, while they're funded by public dollars, have for-profit entities behind them writing their curriculums. Mm -hmm. And charter schools can reject any student that has special needs, simply because they do not need to, they're not, they're not legally required to accommodate every child, just like a public school is.
0: Right. Um,
1: and um, I think that that's something that can easily get lost in this whole debate um, around school choice because that phrase sounds so wonderful and really easy to buy into. Um, but the truth is, is that charter schools are, um, you know, the first step in a path down defunding public education. And making sure that um, stepping away from making sure that every child in Kentucky has access to a world-class public education.
0: Excellent. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a real issue for me and for Forward Kentucky. All right. Last question. Uh, I live in Peewee Valley or somewhere over there. And you have come to my door and you've knocked on my door and I've opened the door. And so my question to you is, you're standing on my door on my porch. Why should I vote for you?
1: I am doing this for the right reasons. I uh, am a trustworthy person. I am going to advocate for what is best for Kentucky working families, no matter what. I'm not in this because I want to consolidate my own power. I'm not in this because I'm interested in continuing a political career in Frankfurt. I got into this because I got laid off and lost my health insurance. And I want to make sure that people have access to health insurance. And I live in a multi-generational home with lots of grandkids. I'm part of a child care network. I know that it takes a village to raise these children, um, these children that I love dearly. And I know most people are not lucky enough to have a huge family network that can pick up child care for them whenever they need it. Um I have been blessed with a significant amount of um, education and resources um, and a supportive family. And yet I'm still finding myself in this situation where I'm probably not going to be able to buy a home anytime soon. The idea of being able to afford a childcare bill of $10,000 a year or college education for a child is surreal to me. And I'm interested in investing in the next generation of Kentuckians. Um, and I don't believe that um, my opponent um, wants to do that. I believe that he is very much interested in consolidating his own power, making promises to groups here in Jefferson County and voting against their interests in Frankfurt. And I think that alone is disqualifying. Um, and I also think that it is um, it's disqualifying to think that you can make better medical decisions for your constituents than they can make for themselves. I think that inherently goes against the, the interest of the public. And um, I think that I can do a much better job representing them in Frankfurt.
0: Cool. Well, I have to say, I'm very excited by your candidacy. I'm really excited that we got to do this uh, interview together. And I'm looking forward to cheering for you on the night of the election <laughs> and being able to say, yes, Kate Turner is now Representative Kate Turner.
1: I look good forward luck. to that. As well,
0: good luck and uh, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
0: That was Kate Turner, one of the more impressive candidates I have ever interviewed. I am looking forward to being able to vote for her this coming Tuesday, and I hope if you're in her district that you will do the same. Remember, early voting starts Thursday, runs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then, of course, the election is next Tuesday. As I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of different media offerings from Forward Kentucky. I hope you will take advantage of all of them. See you next week.